Hi, welcome to episode 47 of Book Off Banter. Um, we're recording this a little bit early because of me going away. So I don't know how much news I've got. What about you, Krista? Very little. Tumbleweed news. We're we both do have news. sat here in um, our pyjamas and dressing gowns. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all of like, what, half past eight or nine o'clock. Um, we have ch- we've got children and horses. That's all the excuses we need. Sorry, reasons. That's all the reasons yeah. <laughs> so clearly this is like the sort of life that we lead. It's, it's in the fast lane, isn't it? Um, it was poor Ben's birthday yesterday and he went to watch Peter Rabbit too. So I said said to Kristen, never let it be known that we don't know how to party. Uh, it was actually amazing though. Ben was living his best life. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's really, really good. I loved the first film. So, so I'm glad to it? hear. Yeah, I'm glad to hear the second one's good as well. Yeah, because sometimes they butcher it, don't they? And you're like, oh no, you should have just left it like with one and yeah. good. But no, seriously, it's worth, it's worth going to see. Uh, you do have news anyway. You've been jumping, you've been jumping the, the horses at home. Tell I have. Um, I had lessons on Monday. We started with Pancake, who strongly resembled a javelin. I was <laughs> fucking pleased Carla rode him first. So he saw the jumps and he was like, obviously, <laughs> did his little squeal. So cute. <laughs> and then just kind of basically had forgotten everything that we'd ever taught him about, you know, like, propping back on his hawks going up rather than lo- all of that he was like fuck that off let's get this shit <laughs> done like so he proceeded to just launch himself like flat as fuck over the fences giving it like just enough to clear it and using his back in no way shape or form at all not necessary not necessary totally unnecessary <laughs> so she put v's up which improved the situation very minimally then he got a pole on landing side which he thought was a little bit upsetting and he did have to kind of rein himself back a little bit at that point <laughs> um and then he got an oxer with v's on the back and the front and Ooh. a landing pole and then he was like oh fuck it right okay i'll use my back a little bit i suppose uh v's on the back as in to onto the back rail as well so front yeah. rail and back rail both from the same side or okay yeah um she does that quite a bit with him it shows the sheer <laughs> the sheer direness of the situation no 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 we used to use um poles onto a back rail quite a bit when i was with paul it was good do you ever use um diagonal rails so yeah. on an oxer he gets that a lot as well really. actually manny's had that a few yeah, times they agree. yeah they, they make yeah, a just huge difference a bit more in the middle yeah because pan yeah, definitely is too quick through the air and doesn't yeah, lift up through fair. the wither and doesn't prop back onto his hock enough. And Manny um, had just jumped for too long in a way that he had orchestrated for himself and saw no reason for any other fashion. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So that was Pan. He he did improve. Um, and she built, obviously, this oxer and she jumped it on him and then I jumped it on him. And I was like thinking, oh, this is like, I mean, we talked about this last week, but I was like, oh, this is like a good, you know, one ten. And V's, which make it all the worse. Makes it hate, bigger, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I hate having the V's on because I know that pancake, it kind of like knocks him off his groove a little bit. So I'm always a bit like, ooh. Um, so anyway, yeah, I said to her, oh, how big's that? And she was like, hmm, meter. I was like, fucking hell, this is not good. So anyway, we left it there on him. 
And then we got Manny out. And Manny's just been a little bit funny. Kind of since he's come back into work, really. When you get on him, like, so when I bought him, he was really difficult to get on. Like, he would just go really tense and you'd felt like he was going to book and it was just his back. And then he got loads better. And I don't know if just having the time off and he lost the muscle on his back. Um, but he just has felt a bit like that again. So anyway, I was like, I've been trying a few different things and didn't get anywhere. Uh, Carla brought this pad that I asked to borrow and she got on him first and she was like, yeah, he feels fine. He feels okay. And then she started to jump him and she was like, he feels very, very good today. Like I've never ridden him where he's been this amenable and this good. And I was like, okay, like she was popping around about a meter or something. She got off. I got on, popped him around that, all was good. I was like, this is very, very easy. And it was one of those days where like Manny just, I, I was literally just sitting there just like, yeah, this horse is just doing his job, like and loving it. And she just kept putting them up and up and up. And I was like so comfortable and so happy because yeah. he was just on like form and it was no okay. like rider participation needed really he was just like felt insane and so they ended up like really like a good good height and I was so happy which is really good for my confidence but it's obviously it's led to the great half pad hunt oh the saddle pad conundrum that we're yeah the the squish squish videos do you know what it is like I was saying to Ben you know like with a partner you're like, I knew he was the one when, like, he held my hair back when I was sick or something. I feel, <laughs> like, I feel like this would have been our moment, Krista, because oh yeah, I like described the lesson to her, and I was like, oh, you know, found this half pad stuff, and Krista's like, tell me, tell me more about it. So I did, and then I was like, I'm gonna <laughs> send you a video tomorrow. Now she didn't go like, what the fuck, you actual lunatic? She was like, no, I loved it. I want yes, that. send yeah. me the video, and then sent me one back of like her pad so we could compare <laughs> them and whether it worked, Manny. And I was like, I absolutely love her. Like it was like my moment. Well, I am glad. Um, <laughs> you know how I love taking to the internet in search of equipment for horses. You know, I love it. I love it. Um, so I was like, oh, game on. Thank God someone's asked me to do something useful and fun. So, yeah, so I started trawling the internet, trying to find something similar. And I got the contact details for a company that made your page. And I was going to ring them up. And then when I thought I'd have a quick look on Amazon, then I found that one and I, I sent you the link to it. And then I was like thinking about it because... I have this with Bear as well. Like she doesn't have kissing spine, but she has she has two vertebrae that are probably slightly closer than ideal, but it's never really given an issue that we found. And the vets are really comfortable and happy that she's okay and that there's nothing to do. There's like there's no, you know, there's nothing wrong. It just isn't picture perfect. Yeah. She, I don't know, like I had done a few training sessions with her and everything, like I had great lessons and she learned an awful lot in the sessions. But I just felt afterwards that she because of the type of brain she has that although she was you know she didn't at all get overworked in the sessions and in the lessons and and she didn't get ever finished tired or anything like that and we both learned an awful lot with a with a a more normal horse it wouldn't have been a thing but with her because she had learned so much so quickly and because she isn't the easiest to train because she's always just wanting to get on to the next thing she just has been feeling a bit brain tired um And it has made her feel a bit like she's almost a little bit over the top. Mm-hmm. So I 
have because every time I try and go to a show something massively fucks up so I had shelves that you know trying to go anywhere for a few weeks I'm just like you know what this isn't working out um so it sounds really like ridiculous I've gone a bit cowboy on it I'm actually really like it's my dirty little secret no one should know I'm really into like proper natural horsemanship like proper stuff like book brand yeah. and marker shit that, like proper stuff and um I had just been listening to some of Mark Rashid's books there on Audible recently and I, I thought, well, I'm just going to use these next few weeks with her just to hack and just let her relax. Um, and so we're working on stupid shit, like, because I'm always in a hurry, like, I bring her up to the mountain block and I just get on and we're going. Yeah. And, like, I need the horse to calm down and slow down and start thinking more about what it's doing. So these last few weeks, we're walk hacking and we're, like, learning to stand still at the mountain block and just chill out and take our time. And it's been really really good but in the mix of all of that I've I, I gave her some peptazole just I don't I haven't scoped her to see if she has ulcers I just it's at my disposal to do it easily so I you know so I did I, I gave her some peptazole for her tummy um and she's just literally said walk hacking or whatever but then the pad thing so when you had said that the pad had worked really really well with Manny when I found that one on Amazon and it was so cheap I was like you know, I just, I clicked by it now before I knew what was happening, to be completely honest That's with you. Which I mean, I know it doesn't, it doesn't sound button. like me at all. I know, it doesn't, it, it doesn't sound like me at all. I mean, I would never normally be that, you know, but in, in trying to get the horse more comfortable and trying to get the horse more relaxed and trying to use this time, downtime for her, you know, as I said, taking care of as many little things and just working on some stuff that normally just gets left on yeah. the long finger that I don't concentrate on. Take the pressure off the horse's training and competitive schedule. Yeah basically dick around and just try and get her to chill out and relax and recover a little bit give her some mental space and a saddle pad yeah so I mean you know therapeutic reasons I was like what like what would I say tonight I was like oh, oh it's for the podcast you know you can't like you can't stand in the way no of the podcast husband so like it's for the podcast it's like a duty it's isn't it actually yeah it's actually for bed but it's for the podcast yeah. That was a really, really long-winded way of going around why I bought the saddle pad. But it's basically, for the, clearly it's for the podcast. In fairness, but though, like, like £25 is an absolute bargain. Yeah, I was kind of happy enough with that. Yeah, like, Because Amazon, I bought another pad. You can't, like, you get some really good things. And yeah. it's not something that my mind ever goes to, like, to go to Amazon for horsey stuff. But someone um, I saw on Facebook had bought, like, fly masks. Um and they range between like twelve pounds and fifteen pounds for like the full, yeah, like nose and everything. They are like probably the best fly masks I've got, and I've paid yeah. like a fortune for fly masks. Yeah, Amazon's like Amazon's pretty. Like, it's really pretty much nothing you can't get. And like I started listening to audiobooks um, recently, um, and I, I I don't know. It's one of those hit and miss things. I love to read, but I never have time. Oh God, I'm really into these audiobooks. I've, I'm like now, that's my current expenditure is speed listening it's usually speed reading but now it's speed listening to books on audible which is amazon's online bookstore and there's like fucking tons of stuff you can get like all kinds of horsey advice so i'm like busy doing the yard i've got like horsey advice from the experts in my ears all day long like i'm clearly this is just going to feed back into me becoming you know like guru. an equine dalai lama guru person when i'm 80 yeah 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 so yeah but yeah, the saddle, and I, I liked the look of it, and it was as close as I could see to like the, the same kind of foam. But if it comes and it's crap, then I'm gonna pull off the gloves and I'm gonna ring the manufacturer of your pad 
And basically, I don't know, I'm just before the podcast, I think we're just going to insist that they bring it back out, come back in, bring it back. Like, stop being such fat. Just why are you fannying around? So, yeah. How are you feeling about going to the show? Um, I, for a little second, like Ben knows me, obviously. (laughs) It'd be a worry if he didn't. Um, So well, that he doesn't really ask like now, you know, how I'm feeling about things or I'm excited because I always say to him like, if I'm like neutral, that would usually be as good as it would get. To me, neutral is like me positive because I'm so glasses half empty. Um, But the other day I said to him, do you know for a little second today, I, I looked forward to that show. And he was like, well, thank fuck. Because I mean, he is literally having a nervous breakdown with like, how's he going to manage to juggle the boys and, you know, all like shit with the lorry and all this jazz. And so he's having like literal like panic attacks. And there's me like, who it's all being done for. Do you know, Ben, <laughs> for a little second, I think I might enjoy myself. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think he probably wanted to, I don't know. I don't think I'd want to know what he probably thought. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel, I feel okay. I think Manny is probably ready. I think Pancake is not. Can you just see how you go? Yeah. I'm sure you can. Yeah, I've just... entered him into the meter. Um, I've entered them both into the meter for the first two days and then they're back into the newcomers for the day three and day four. But I can like jiggle things around. My kind of thought was like they'll go and they'll be fresh and silly the first day. Yeah. Then the second day they'll maybe have a bit more of a sensible round and then like build them back up. But like I'll just have to see how we go. And like my main thing with Pan is it's it's me. It's like if I go and kind of go, oh shit, they look big, it's like game over, forget it. And that's like the pressure is more on me for him. Whereas with Manny, he is much more like if he's going to do something erratic, it's because he wants to. It's because he really doesn't feel that... It really, I need not be there with Manny. Like, if I ride like a dick, Manny's just like, eh, she's at it again, just ignores me. If I rode like yeah. my absolute best and Manny felt like being a dick, he would totally ignore the fact that I was riding my best and would just do what he merrily pleased as well. So there's just much less pressure with Manny. <laughs> Manny just does Manny. That's good, though. I mean, that's kind of nice. That's... that's... Bear can be a bit of that too. Um, it doesn't seem to matter how much I'm screeching, whoa, slow down. Just like, whatever. And yeah. those ones are quite nice. So like, sure, he can, you can kind of focus on him and just yeah. do what you need to do with the other fella. Whereas like Pan, like we were coming to a fence, like in the lesson. Sorry, everyone, this is like the longest thing ever. I'll, I'll maybe edit myself a little bit. Um, yeah, we were coming to a fence in the lesson and, and as we came away from it, Carla was like, I saw the stride you saw, and that was the right stride. But she was like, you softened your elbow slightly, and that sent him on too much. She was like, you you really need to see the stride, but in no way, shape, or form communicate to him that you have seen a stride. I'm just not that rider. I'm like, you know, it's like that George Morris quote that floats around the internet all the time. If, you know, distances are like men, never take the first one that comes along. I'm like, firstly... The first man that came along and seemed vaguely committed, I wasn't letting him go because sure, do you know what I mean? Like it was obviously I was going to find another, like 
for some reason he liked me and he wanted to keep me around oh sorry george i was gonna mess with that and then distance is more so if i'm seeing a distance am i fuck gonna be like ah sure no i won't go that perfectly mapped out distance that i've seen i'll wait for another one it's too late it's now it's carnage now it's pick up sticks i never have never understood that i have never understood that phrase so with you like i decided in reception i was gonna marry ben fell in love mm, with him you when did, we were that's four. true yeah when you're so four yeah i committed to the first man yeah. and by god why get closer to the fence where it's only gonna seem fucking taller yeah like yeah if you see a flyer i think that's you know deep move down there's an inventor in there yeah and move on it exactly yeah. you know and if Absolutely. we can take one out there's less chance for me to get nervous so yeah fucking, like, let's you know take one out don't mess around with it you know men in strides just you know go where you're comfortable commit where you need to but like don't don't if, you, if it's if it looks good don't go i know george morris said don't no like just if it looks it. good don't wait for something that might get better because it might get worse as well see that's the glass is half empty i'm the same i never go oh well, it could be better i don't think i've never done could that be i've been worse. pulled up on a loads, this loads of times we're going to a show and they're like yeah but it could go really well i'm like what well, don't be ridiculous yeah, I'm the same. <laughs> um, I do have to, <coughs> excuse me, I do have to impart my exciting news before uh, the news session turns into the entire episode. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I've been on this like really, really ridiculously long, very boring journey with Ping, where Ping has tried to die multiple times from this, what yeah. would appear to be unknown, parameterless, pre- unpredictable condition and when we were going through it she went up to UCD last summer for like nine million tests that they repeated twice to get a clear picture um and she was tested up there for PSSM type one which is you know you can test for that which is for anybody in the audience who's like what are you talking about polysaccharide storage myopathy um and I had she tested negative for it so although it never quite sat with me that this horse out of the billions of horses on the planet had some kind of like completely rare, weird thing wrong with it. That, and we had vets in America, really good vets in Ireland and a vet in Australia, of, like overlooking the case and the test results and stuff. And it just seemed to be this like meandering kind of a, like, don't know, right? Which yeah. is fine. Like, you know, <laughs> that's fine. Um, but like PSSM is really, really big in America. They have a lot of trouble with the quarter horses and stuff. And like, it's very you know, recognised and dealt with a lot over there and probably in other parts of the world too, I don't know. But um, I just happened two weeks ago to be on Facebook um, and I'm a member of the, a PSSM forum on there and this lady had come along. She was talking about the fact that they've identified, this is really boring for everybody, I'm really sorry, but I have to tell you because I'm so excited about it. They've identified five genes or gene types that are specific to PSSM type 2, which you cannot like yes or no test for like you have to get to it by process of elimination and if your horse is presenting with all the symptoms of pssm1 which i really kind of think ping is now we never muscle biopsy her but to be fair a muscle biopsy isn't always a a good reader either so what they started doing is that because they've identified these genes you register with this lab in germany Um, they have a couple of them in the states but in europe it's in germany Um, and it's all online and then you you get them to send you a hair sample kit and they send the hair sample kit and much to poor Ping's disgust she was like stop get off my tail you no, pull hairs out of the tail, tail. Of 
I know she was horrified. She kept walking away and turning around, looking at me like, what are you doing? You're abusing me. <laughs> but you send the hair, it's something like 40 hairs or something with follicles to the lab in Germany. And it takes them like two weeks and they run it. And they, if they identify any one of five or any combination of the five, and your horse is tested negative for type one, but has all the symptoms, then you can reasonably conclude that there's a strong possibility your horse has type two. And again, there is no definitive yes or no. But like, imagine how cool that would be to actually have a definable parameter yeah. for what is wrong with the horse, because there is a lot of information out there how to manage them. So this has led me on to my next conundrum. So like, assuming that comes back and she, you know, if she, if she does have type two, or if we can reasonably argue the case that she potentially probably has type two, shall we say. Yeah. Um, she has, if you want, if I want to put her back into work, like her being out of work is not ideal, but there's just no fucking way I have time to do more than a minute. But it's a bit ridiculous. When you start them back in work, they have to do like five minutes on a canvas and walk the first day and they're like five minutes the second day and they're like six minutes the third day you can't trot for the first month then you can't canter like for like six weeks i don't know it's fucking there's a big long plan that people use and it's really meant to be work really well and you have to have them she's more or less on that diet because she has i mean pig what a fucking what a horse she's got cushings as well so <laughs> she's on a cushings diet which is low starch low sugar which is good for this um but i'm just really excited the potential of yeah having some answers you know, maybe ha- yeah and also there's so many people i can go to then and ask yeah. for advice yeah so yeah anyway that was really boring and if you want to edit that out please do because it's very no dumb, no but i just had to I, I can't no one else cares i'm like i have to tell a horsey person and unfortunately that's you and by default the audience so edit it out if you want to but i'm no because do you know what like keen to find out if you get an answer for her because she's so talented oh she's class so this is the really random one. I saw something, I can't even remember what I saw on Facebook. Um, something about three words. Like, what three words would you say to your younger self? Or I don't know, something like that. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. We could do a bit of a take on that for the podcast. Um, so, three things that you would say to your younger horsey self. Me? Yeah. Uh, oh, I've got loads. Like, stay in school. Stay in school. Um... I don't know. Um, the only three words that really spring to mind that involves me, my life, and my horses is "dear God, no." <laughs> so I think they're my three words. Yeah, I stay in school. I wanted to be a vet, and you know, that's I'm, I'm not that. So yeah, stay in school, or like you know, horses are shit, or something catchy like that. Like I put on a t-shirt, maybe. Yeah, I think mine was something like "be more mindful." Oh, you're doing it properly. All right, okay, fair enough. No, no, no. I just would be like, we'll just buy this one. Like, and, you know, yes, it's like only got one eye and like seven legs, but like, I'm probably going to be the next like Grand Prix rider on it. And it's like, yeah, just chill your beans. Like, you know, just, yeah, Yeah, I could could shake myself. Like, yeah, I think trust your gut. Not not so much. That's a good one. Yeah, trust your gut. Because, I mean, like, especially the last, before Molly and Rita, the last horse I bought, when I looked at that horse, I was like, hell no. Everything, every single internal whatever was going, no, no, no. And I was like, oh, don't be silly. You're being ridiculous. <laughs> and I bought it. And anyway, basically, long story short, I nearly fucking got, I nearly died off the thing. I mashed my pelvis again. Um, no. Now I'm just like, no. Yeah. Because ultimately, I nearly died by going, don't be silly, self. What do you know? 
so yeah trust your gut that's a big one yeah I think I do I definitely have started to do that like I messaged about a pony the other day to buy to bring on and there was just something about it and I was like hmm and then like after kind of more grilling the girl sort of acknowledged that it was a bit nervy and I just thought no yep I bet it's a bit nervy like (laughs) and you can keep the nervy pony yourself I will pass yeah that's that's a good one okay so I wrote this one just for you because I mean I just (laughs) what would you say to your farrier three words what would I say to my farrier yeah oh my god I love you (laughs) thank you so much never leave me you can't retire you're my hero I could go on all fucking night my fire I my fire is he is amazing he is honestly like he is the calmest most reasonable human being on the planet he listens to the shit I go on with and he's like yeah yeah cool I can, I just let him, I just tell him if there's something that I'm with, like, if, like with Bear, Bear's, Bear is one of those horses that she loses the shoeing really quickly. I don't know, whatever the way it is, her, she's got really buckety, fuckety legs and feet and whatever. But like, he's worked with her and worked with her and worked with her. And like, now he has her in aluminium three quarter clips, pads and, um, I think, what did he put on this? Magic cushion this time. And, um, Sounds expensive, Krista. Yeah, but it's bear, so you know, you know, a bear. There's no rules for bear. Bear, bear wants it. Bear gets it. Three words. Look, look he needs money. Pads. <laughs> he needs money. Yeah. Bear for bear for president. Uh, yeah, no, my and he's just amazing. Like I just chat to him, and like if he needs to chat to the vet about something, he'll look at the X-rays, and I can just literally leave him to it. And he's always there when he says he's going to be there. He's always in good form. He is so quiet with us. He's been showing for about five years now. And I've never heard him so much as get a bit irritated with the horse. Like, yeah. What about, what about your farrier, Katie? What about your farrier? What would you say? What three words are you going to say to Ben? Oh, that would very much depend on what day you caught us <laughs> on. <laughs> yep. Shoe my horse. Sometimes when he tells me how much they all would have cost. I love you. <laughs> I'm worth mm, it. Yeah. 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 Um, I had children. Yeah. There you go. I had children. I used overreaches. <laughs> that's that's a pancake phrase. When he's like, did this fucker have overreach boots on? Yes, it did. I promise it had overreach boots on. <laughs> okay. What about three words that your trainer would say to you? What are you? Uh, I was saying, what What are you doing? That's four words. I don't know. Um, I don't really. I don't really have a trainer at the minute. Like I've just because I've only I've been for a few lessons to Elaine, and I haven't done a dressage lesson in ages. So I I don't know. Um, I can give you three words. I'd say to my clients. <laughs> Come on then. <laughs> but I'd never have another fucking lesson. I'd never get to teach another lesson. Um, uh, I don't know. Um, usually it's um. I, I don't actually know. I don't have an answer for that. You've, you've got a long-term trainer, so you're better to answer that question. Go you. Hers would probably be, what the fuck, I, I reckon. Yeah, I mean, yeah. um, not, not, stay not fucking you. straight. Mm-hmm. Outside bastard rain. <laughs> um, yeah, outside outside rain. Yeah, lift your outside rain, but that's four, not three. So. Um, 
What else does she bollock me for? When she first started training me, obviously, uh, she would be like, wibbly wobbly hands. (laughs) (laughs) We had an ice cream in Ireland for years. It's now no longer in production. It was called a wibbly wobbly wonder. (laughs) It was great. I feel like, I feel like the listeners, the listeners in other countries, not Ireland need to know about the wibbly wobbly wonder. So the top half of it was like lemon jelly dipped in chocolate. Okay. And then there was another two layers underneath that of, I forget now, because they have, I think like strawberry or raspberry, something, or oh, banana. Was it strawberry and banana ice cream? Yeah. Or was it lime jelly or lemon jelly on top? Yeah. Wibbly wobbly wonder, half jelly, half ice cream. That's a good idea. Half jelly and ice cream. Yeah, it was brilliant. Yeah, it was brilliant. And so therefore they had to take it off the market. It's a bit like your saddle pad, isn't it? Oh, this is yeah. great. Anyway, sorry. It's gone now. Anyway, sorry. I digressed into ice cream. Sorry. Um, yeah, I think it would probably be, I get bollocked for straightness, outside rain. Mine's my, with hiker for my dressage lessons in my right hand. Yeah. But I love going for lessons. Her hike is amazing. Like she's been, this is like her, she's facing into like her fourth Olympics or something fucking mental like that. And she's just so funny. And when I first started going with Ping in 2019, you know, when we were like hamming it up big, big D dressage queens. <laughs> And I was like really into it. Um, I remember she, we taught Ping to do shouldering up the center line. And I was like, I'm, like, this is the cool thing about Ping. Like, she's very clever. And like, she did it. And I was like, oh my God, she's doing it. And then she's like, right, yeah, come up the long side in shoulder four. And I was like, I don't know what that is. And she's like, oh, it's like shouldering, but less. And I just love that we have this like ridiculously highly qualified rider <laughs> and coach who's able to put it to you like that. Cause you know, so many of the dress trainers yeah. would be like, if you didn't know what shoulder four was, it'd be like, get out of my arena. But she just is so cool. Like, but yeah, my right hand with her. That's like, my I right had this, um, this yeah. Belgian trainer for a little bit who she wanted me to leg yield. Oh, I hate leg yielding. I've been through this uh, before. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, leave her. Oh, what have I done? What have I done? Can- off retract, retract. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah she wanted me this is obviously this is going to be a real technical are you ready for the explanation fucking okay. dressage people anyone that is dressage i apologize for this explanation so like they she wanted me to do it like rather than going from the three-quarter line back to the track or like the other way she yeah. wanted me to like put it quarters out going like on the track oh, sort of the, okay oh like, like travel like travel isn't it yeah but she was calling it leg yield i didn't sorry. really understand leg yield anyway but oh. i really had never even heard or seen of anything remotely like that so she kept in a like really strong accent like leg yield and i would proceed to come down the three-quarter line and go across and she was like, no leg yield, like up the, like up the track or something. So then I would like go to the track and leg yield. Oh, we went round and round with her getting like increasingly irate and me like completely fucking bamboozled before eventually she was like, do you not know how to leg yield? Now it's like, well, probably not, but do I mean. You know how to, but do you not know how to teach? Like if it's obvious that you're, asking a client to do something and the client's like I, I is offering you several perfectly reasonable you know replies to that or responses to that and you're still shouting leggy at them I mean like I, I'm sorry 
I'm sorry. I just, I think the coaches have a responsibility at that point. Uh, although it does remind me of my, my Danish adventure when I was 18. I, I was particularly committed to dressage back then. Um, all, the, all the skeletons are coming out the closet here this evening. Um, yeah, so between my natural horsemanship and my fucking excursion to Denmark. Yeah, so he used to come to Ireland to teach and that was just what made me think of that was what he used to have a steel mirror warming up. Was That was what he used to call it as well. Was like, he'd make us put the horse almost in like a, as you say, like... Um, I want to say it's not shoulder the opposite of shoulder four. I don't yeah. know such people what they fucking like quarters. So the horse's nose is on the wall. Yeah, but it's a three quarter angle coming. Yeah, he's got the leg in as well. So he used to have us do that as um as well. But he that was part of the warm up. But he would start with like keeping the horse's body straight and then he either flexing it to the left or to the right and it stays in that flexion. But the body stays straight. That's the start of the warm up and then you move to this diagonal shite down the long side or whatever. And then proper leg yield. And then you move on. And yeah, but he explained it. And I did understand it. And the horses could do it as well. So it was, but it was fun. But like somebody standing in the arena shouting leg yield when you're leg yielding. And they're like, that's not leg yield. And you're like, what are you fucking saying? I can't. I don't have enough brain cells for it. Do you know what I mean? Back to the three words. Yeah. Have you got, have you got any that you use a lot as a trainer? Drive the bus. That's my big one. I find quite a lot of time when riders are struggling with their confidence, like it, two things, are, you know, it, sometimes it can be like a, a, a sort of a double headed thing where if a rider's sort of lacking a bit of confidence or they hit a bit of a speed wobble with the horse's training or whatever the fuck, like but they're just not, you know, at the races with stuff, they're not feeling brilliant about it. You know, horses, when they have, I suppose if they're not, absolutely confident and secure with the instruction or the guidance or the boundaries that they're getting they immediately will step into making decisions for themselves because at the end of the day like it's a, it's primal this is really boring i don't know where this is coming out of now primal animal you know if it isn't getting instruction from the herd it has to yeah. make decisions for itself to survive and i see this in horses quite a bit so if a rider's having a bit of a hard time the horse is maybe feeling a bit insecure the horse will step in and fill the gap and he'll start making decisions for himself and like it becomes a really difficult downward spiral. So we end up with riders who can't get what they would like from their horses. We get horses who aren't relying on the rider mm-hmm. and we get stopping and running out. The already the rider already lacking confidence is now like zero confidence. Worse, yeah. It's what it's meant to mean is, you know, not that you wade in and take charge of a situation because that's ridiculous, but that, oh, you know, you're growing in confidence all the time and that, regain confidence or as you sort of train your horse a little bit or as you pick up information yourself to do a job differently than you had before you start to see that you can make things happen and become more confident the horse becomes more confident and, and as fast as it goes down it can come back up like you can yeah. turn the show around so fast and this phrase drive the bus came from that so it, 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 you know at the start when they're all crying and the horse hates everybody drive the bus is a bit stupid but at a certain point it becomes quite I don't know, it's kind of a fun phrase, I suppose. It's just to remind the rider to, you know, be a leader for the horse. Yeah. Put a faith in themselves, get behind the wheel, drive the bus. And then, yeah, that would be my big three-word three, three word one. Yeah, it's a good one. Someone, like, I guess someone's got to be in charge, Sorry, haven't they? It's a lot of waffle. Well, someone's got to, like... Well, 
someone's gonna have to take the lead so I guess if you well, don't, don't know. They're I mean, gonna... like, yeah for sure I, although as I said you know sometimes with Bear when she's like charging down to a fence at a show I'm, we're definitely jumping it sometimes I'm not always necessarily that concerned with driving the bus sometimes the bus seems to be doing fine by itself yeah um, Manny's quite no a good one... <laughs> Manny's Manny's a bus driver regardless of whether he's having a good day or a bad day he's driving the bus and I'm very much a passenger <laughs> sometimes willing sometimes less so <laughs> yeah so we um well when I say we I do nothing for social media Krista does everything Krista um asked for um some listeners to tell us their three words or give us three word no that's not right that doesn't make sense like things for us to comment on um so daring to dream she asked for three words for our horsey pet peeves <laughs> leg yield <laughs> um yeah but it's, i was trying to think how can i make leg yield into three words Bucking that's what I was, my delay was fucking leg yield yeah what's yours Nosebands too low. Yeah. Oh my god, that kills me. Oh, it's going to turn into green one one now. Oh, I can't. I can't. I can't. Even head collars. Even the noseband on head collars. Yeah. Blow it the offends me Stop. more. Blow the cheekbones. Like with bridles, because I'm like, oh, now your horse looks ugly, and it isn't ugly, but it looks ugly. Yeah. yeah. I'm. I'm with you. Really with you on that. Horrific. Yeah. I cannot bear it. Um, yeah. And um, okay, I'm trying to think of how I can condense this into three words. Um, blaming your horse—that yeah. really fucks me off. Like I was at a show a while ago, and this guy was missing this horse spectacularly, and there is fucking no judgment there for me because fuck me, I miss on a well probably every other jump and like no judgment at all but when the horse is having a fence because you've missed it and you're then leathering the horse for having the fence honestly Uh. like I just hate that like I think so highly of a rider who will put their hands up and say like I fucked that up do you know like or I could have ridden that better like and sometimes, to be honest, like Carla will tell me off because she'll be like, actually, no, you rode that fine. He didn't do his job there. And I have had to learn that, that sometimes it is their fault and sometimes they need a shake up and they need a, your mind needs to be on the job as well. But like, I would far rather err on that side than be someone who just fucking like thinks it's okay to blame the horses. I, I completely agree with that. Like, I think for me, I'm exactly with you on that. Um horses always have a reason they just always do you might never find that reason but you know what they always have a reason however as you say if i come out the ring and i've ridden down to a fence real nice and and the horse has has had the rail i couldn't give a fuck if it went down to the fence nicely like even like okay fair enough i'm not at the olympic games i mean you know yeah but like i don't care like if if that's as much of a problem as you have that the training is good and the horse is trying its best and it's riding as well as it can for the stage that it's at. And that horse has a rail or two or three or five. But if it's trying its best and you're not in its way and you're doing your best, 
seriously, that is like the least, I mean, like I just, I couldn't, it's of no consequence to me whatsoever. Do you know what I mean? I couldn't care. Yeah. What about, Miss Nicola James has asked, what do you say before you go in to jump? I really wanted to be like just super say. motivational and be like, make it happen or just do it. But I was like, well, that's bollocks, isn't it? Because that's not what I would ever do. That's never what I would say. It's what I should say. It's not what I would say. <laughs> I feel sick. Or I usually don't think anything before I go in. Because once I get to that point, I'm like, I always the terror's like taken I'm, over. <laughs> you know, yeah, I always feel like I'm basically, I've walked into the slaughterhouse now. And yeah. that's it. I can't get out. So, yeah, I tend to feel a bit like that. When they close the gate, I'm like, oh, shit. But then when the bell rings and you go down to the first fence, if I hit the first fence, all right, I'm, I'm not too bad. But I don't then tend to think too much. Usually, usually, and I don't know how to put it in, I don't know if I can manage to put it into three words, but usually if I'm sitting waiting to go in, I'm like checking to see the horse before, how many strides is that horse put in? Mm-hmm. But then, you know, if it's a pony or a cob or something, then you have to be a bit like, well, you know, or like, where do you go after fence four? Or That's what I was know? busy trying to think. I, don't like, to, I can't put that in. Usually, if you yeah. heard me, I would be going one, two, yeah, and you'd see a very puzzled look come over my face, and I'm like, hmm. where the fuck is three? Three, the ox. <laughs> At which point, Carla would be like, "Fucking yeah. no, no, <laughs> three's over there," and I'm like, "Ah, oh, yes." <laughs> well, could we summarize it and say like, "Don't get lost." Yeah, don't get lost, or. I don't know. Um, I don't want to. <laughs> say, yeah, say your prayers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you ride instead. <laughs> Why am I, or one word, doing this? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you say it really <laughs> fast, which is what we would be, that's basically all what you can get as many words as you want into kind of one word, can't you? I don't yeah. really want to do this. Yeah. I wish I hadn't yeah. done this. What about dressage? Yeah, oh, well, <laughs> it's the same but different, actually. Before I go in the ring for dressage, I'm like, we're doing like, you know, um, people can't see because it's a podcast, but oh, you can see me. Like, you're doing like one and then two and then three and then, you know, dog leg there and then roll back for jumping. Yeah. Dressage is even worse because the, the one thing about dressage is the dressage warm up is probably the most dangerous and nonsensical place I've ever been in my entire life. Like, I came out. I've been like show jumping the horse's way when I had this mad sabbatical into dressage in 2019 because I had that really embarrassing episode with paying in the international arena in Mongar when the man on the four year old was like, Oh, I just take the top rails. Off. And I was like, Oh, fuck me, I'm gonna die. And um, <laughs> so that was when I went, I went off and decided to do a bit of dressage with her then, which was hilarious because she was so naughty. Jesus Christ, she was so naughty. Anyway, yeah, so when I first went into a, to a dressage warm up, like having come out of show jumping where no matter how many people are in the warm-up arena everybody tends to know where they're going like yeah. it's great it always works really fine like it's fine um in dressage no one looks up yeah so everybody rides and everybody yeah no one looks up they all are like with bear it doesn't matter because bear is tiny and bear but she's very brave so like these big massive Bastarding foreign things with flicky front legs and the giant angry, angry looking women riding them <laughs> would like come powering across the arena. A little tiny bear, like she's so small, she'd just be like, I don't fucking care, bitch. This is my life and I am moving. And she'd like strip the ears and she'd just keep going. Whereas Ping is far more sensitive. So in that environment, Ping was awful. 
it was just awful because things King's were coming words would have been we're going to die like, no we're going to die yeah oh completely she was fully convinced of it all the time that's um, four words i'm sure things can count better than me just <laughs> but then before you go in the ring people people um stop in the middle of the arena quite often and then they start doing this business with their fingers where they're like you know oh, okay, trying to yeah. remember the test <laughs> it's just it's awful uh, probably not would be my three word response yeah. to that if you're of a slightly nervous disposition <laughs> probably not what about um everyday eventers asked us to describe eventing too much um, effort yeah very long days costs too much um i will say greatest sport going because i do love it and i love people i really do and eventing has been very good to me over the years between competing and also like media work and stuff like that so the people are absolutely fucking cool beings they really are um you're all mental though there's my three words for you you're all mental um okay so we also got people's other people's responses um of three words so we got three things that you would say to your horse did we do that three things you say oh it depends which horse yeah that's um, true um, okay what would you say to ping molly i'd be like i what i always say to ping are you okay i say that to ping a lot every time i walk past i'm like are you okay are you okay are you okay you're a trout that's one of the things i would say to ping quite a bit ping can be a bit of a trout i was trying to think of three words for bougie but they're all they all end up four i basically want to say to him like you haven't made it yet like you know i kept thinking like you're You're not fringetastic (laughs) you're not a celebrity that's a bit negative i think negative now bougie needs to be told on a regular basis bougie thinks he's big star like you're not big star let him on with it let him on with it yeah, no, maybe I should. Maybe this is you my... are a big star. You are a big star. Yeah, yeah I need to push positive visualization, don't I? I am Nick Skeleton. Yeah. No, Skeleton. <laughs> oh my God, Nick Skeleton. <laughs> skeleton. I love it. I've got God. visions of like Skeletor winning the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, you okay? God. Are you okay, Katie? <laughs> Mixed skeleton. Oh, yeah. That those three words for my life at the minute. I just can't. It, like, yeah. So maybe. See, I think I'm going to call him. I'm, I'm going to call him Mixed Skeleton from now on. I think that's just better. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think it's better. I think. I, I do. I think it's far more memorable. I think. It, I mean, you know, I know. I know he won an individual gold at the Olympics. It's quite memorable, but I think it's, you know, it's, it's an improvement. I think. Nick skeleton. <laughs> I do think so. Yeah. Anyway, so as I said the other day, it's all his fault. I'm using a fucking Ogilvy pad to begin with. That's all Big Star had it, and so therefore I had to have it. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. If, he, you know, if he's not blame free in all of this equation either. Yeah. What I would say to Pancake: Go slower, please probably just please stay sound oh god yes when i turn him out don't please stay sound be irrational um 
Mommy. Don't be rational. <laughs> <laughs> Manny, what would I say to Manny? Oh, I, I just, do you know what it is? I don't even know if there would be any fucking point because kind of when you ride, it's kind of a language, you know, and he totally ignores everything I say in yeah. that medium. So I really don't know any words that I were to express would go any other way. Yeah. I don't know what I'd say to Bear. Like, you're so perfect. You're my hero. I love Bear. Bear is just like my... Oh, yours are really positive. Like... Mine are really negative. I know, but Bear... <laughs> Bear and I are like aligned on a slightly different level, which I know, you know, that sounds really ridiculous, but it's nonetheless, it's very much true. She, um, you know, she's a bit special, but... And then with Molly, it'd be something like, you know, stop railroading Rita. Walk, don't cough, because as I was saying at the start, like, Molly has this Walk, awful habit cough. of, like, she can't do two things at once. <laughs> so, like, if she needs to cough, then she can't walk, and we have this face plant. Oh, my <laughs> good Christ, face planting. Even today, hacking. She's like, what's that in the tree? Next thing, two front legs, like, trip <laughs> comedy, like, proper comedy tripping. I'm like, just, can you just... Like, and it really annoys me because, like, it, it frightens me. And then I'm like, ah, I'm going to die. And it's all your fault because you can't fucking do two things. And what's like, look and walk, walk and chew gum. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm having some problems with Rita, actually, at the moment. Um, Rita obviously had come from a very difficult situation when she came to me and was wild. Um, but Rita, before she came to me, had at some stage a very, very nasty injury to a hind leg and it's the kind of injury that given the situation she was living in it's a miracle she didn't die from it because it was, it was yeah it was a, a really really bad wound and I'm guessing that they must have injected her or I don't know some of the stories they had sent her to me with would lead me to believe that she didn't have the best of time when she was being looked after from all that and when she came she was just petrified um but the problem with Rita is that I was kind of the first person that was really nice to her and I, I love her like she's just again she's like fringe genius. she's the pink fringe yeah I'm growing her fringe she's the pink fringe I'm trying to sort of keep up with bougie um I pulled her main of the day but I, I don't like long furry forelocks other than bougies because it's a really suits them but with Rita now I'm like hers is really cute and so I'm like you know we need a pair we need a pair we like, need one each so um but she has like she, she really seems to be very comfortable with me when I'm doing things with her and she won't any of the other lads near her and up until very recently no one else could get near her and so it wasn't an issue yeah but we've got this really difficult situation now where she started if Molly gets between me and her she'll she goes like bald-headed for Molly oh, if the, someone comes up when I'm near her she will go bald-headed like proper like ears back teeth bared like not okay like genuinely not like I'm not at all saying this is behavior that's acceptable yeah. it's understandable but it's not acceptable it, she'll let people near her if I'm not around but the second she sees me then she's getting very um like possessive defensive I suppose yeah, yeah. and I have had horses like mares will often strip in here another mare if it gets too close to you if you've got you know if you're friends with the mare you get on with the mare well or whatever I've never had one like this it's like having a fucking velociraptor for a bodyguard or something. <laughs> and I'm not I'm not sure what to do about it because Well if all else punish... fails, she could be a guard dog. Yeah. She could. I see I don't I don't want to I'm not she's not sure how to deal with it because I don't want to punish her because, because she's, she's already yeah. me. But she also can't 
no. become dangerous either so i'm not sure i have to sort of think on it more and talk to a few people about the best way to proceed with it so anyway i'm trying to think of like three words for rita um with all of that in mind and it's sort of a bit like i don't know like female conor mcgregor <laughs> i was um, trying to think of like you're not a doberman yeah or like you know be less vicious be less, i don't know <laughs> vicious yeah so I'm not really sure. I have to think of. I have to think of something. Probably, like I said, I just I'm not really sure what to do about it. Um, what so, about pony, not dinosaur? Yeah, pony, not dinosaur. I love it. It's perfect. Yeah, because <laughs> I I do relate them. Henry would be right. I do relate them to dinosaurs. So like, Henry would love that. So it like <gasps> Ping is obviously like a diplodocus because she's just fucking giant <laughs> with, the, with the legs and the neck and the... Molly is a stegosaurus because Molly's very built very dense. Um, she's ultimately a plant eater, but you know, she doesn't have a swingy tail, but she will like mow something down if it's in her way. She shouldn't fucking notice. Mostly it's Rita. Rita's like obviously like some kind of like, is it brace your, break, what are they called? Brace your, break your source? Brachiosaurus. So like chicken bird things. Oh. Is, is, he a, is he a fly you one? What's he? I oh, no. He was one of the smaller ones. Um, well, can't she be a velociraptor? Get Henry, get Henry. Well, that's the bear was my velociraptor, so maybe I've got some oh, right, okay. Fetch Henry, I need a dinosaur expert. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we've got mm-hmm. Diplodocus, Stegosaurus, and two velociraptors. I wonder what mine Be less being. dinosaur. Well, Manny's obviously a Diplodocus. Yeah. Or oh, there's a Gigantosaurus. Yeah, no, Manny's not vicious enough to be a Gigantosaurus. Yeah. yeah, Manny would be like a Brontosaurus or a Diplodocus, something like that. Yeah. They're like kind of friendly, mm. Pan, we would need a really fast one. Mm. Um, fast Henry. Yeah. Maybe like a pterodactyl. Oh, yeah. Thinks he can fly. They're a bit bitey, though, aren't they? You know, this is going to, like, I love games like this. Like, games like this give me life. Like, I will take this fully seriously. They, I will be racking my brains. Next podcast, I'm going to tell you who all mine are going to be. I will consult Henry. I'm I'm giving this like full commitment. You need to consult Henry. Yeah. Um. Definitely. So yeah, so we asked some of our listeners what they would say um, to their horse. Tasman Holland said that she tells her mare thank you a lot. I thank her for teaching me so much, not just riding stuff, but helping her with her anxiety, being in the moment, and that progress is better than perfection. She's her first horse. Um, She's 46, and she's loved horses since she was three, and she's made uh, met all her dreams and then some. I think that's a really nice one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's so amazing. We love that. Jen McDonald says, will you stop? Normally said to my mare if she's acting the maggot, but also to myself when I find myself spending a fortune on unnecessary horsey stuff. There is no unnecessary horsey stuff, Jen, let's be honest. All essential. (laughs) It's all essential. They're my three words. (laughs) It's for the podcast. For the podcast. (laughs) That's my my three-word mantra presently, for the podcast. Nat Briscoe, for God's sake. Um, Kate Rakowski make good choices said to my horses all the time <laughs> I love this one two good doers um, why is that swollen 
<laughs> that would be pancake. I mean, that's yeah, yeah, absolutely interchangeable. interchangeable. <laughs> yeah, it shouldn't look like it, that indoors and yeah, indoors and outdoors. Interchangeable phrase. I love it. I love it. Just like equally unwanted, and then, and then, and then like the. Yeah, yeah. And then the follow-up phrase for the indoors version is go away with that. <laughs> and outdoors is like, get the vet. Cold hose needed. Swap... <laughs> yeah, seriously, maybe if you swap that around, yeah, bring a horse in and sit it on the couch and swap it around. Get the vet and the hose pipe to the, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, change your mind. <laughs> We're doing really good Sorry, for three Emma. words for this bit. <laughs> I know we are yeah I mean this is a family show <laughs> this is not a family um, show no it's clear it's not, it's not. <laughs> we've done nothing at all at any stage to promote the virtues of family never mind <laughs> never mind <laughs> stay within the PG rating we're like wrong on all counts um the next one we asked was what three words would you associate with horses Pain, <laughs> money, yeah, exhaustion. Oh yeah, yeah. You're like the yin to my yang, aren't you? Because I was gonna say like, um, <laughs> I was just gonna say like amazing. I don't know. Let me just think of something really frilly, like uplifting, fulfilling. Yeah. Oh my god! I know, although they're not, are they? They're none of those things. I had a really good hypnotherapy session today, and I'm in a really good mood. So that's obviously I'm doing I'm, it all. I'm not my usual dour, cynical bastard of a self. Yeah, <laughs> effort. Um, so much fucking effort and so much shit. Why? Do, just shit so much. And what else? Uh, but then, like, this isn't three expense, like. Yeah. It's all worth it, isn't it? Like, because without them, oh my god, it's all shit, isn't it? Like, I would have put. Yeah, I don't. My marriage, I don't think my marriage would have lasted without my horses. Not because my husband is a lovely man, but just because when I get to the edge of my reason, I'm like, I'm just going outside. Yeah, my horses, my horses for me are like, what do men have? They have like, what do they have? Golf, I like DIY. My husband doesn't have time for anything because he just has to do my hobby as well. Yeah, mine doesn't do my hobby at all. So, um, but like I used to work for a guy, and every time he had a row with his wife, he had three tractors, and I used to gauge how bad the row was by which of the tractors he went off on. So he went off on the real big tractor, and he's gone for the whole day. It was an absolute fucking clangor. But conversely, if he went off on the little tractor for a few hours, it wasn't too bad. I just needed to cool his jets. We did what we did. We do what we, what we would say to our younger horsey self. I don't think we did, did we? Yeah, at the start, I thought we did. Because um, that was where I started with that. Dear God, no. Mm, yeah um get a get a life <laughs> yes um we've select, had some select different pastime we've had some good ones um from listeners um oh someone said no I don't I think these aren't what you would say to your younger self I think these are like what people would say to themselves um we've had joe state said just do it which is 
obviously a lot more positive than me who would like to say that but doesn't um Lorna Marshall you're getting better or you're absolutely shit depends on the day (laughs) I love that one (laughs) that's really good isn't it um oh this is a good one Liz oh crikey I'm not Liz Jan Jan Janice oh I'm gonna butcher your name I'm just gonna call you Liz Cast I'm missing the middle bit out um to her younger self you have time I think that's a really good one you feel yeah I definitely felt that like I was so desperate to get to the big jumps that I missed all the ground workout that would have made me able to do the big jumps yeah I think that's a really really good one Pippa Reed believe in yourself (laughs) Nat Briscoe to my younger (laughs) self I'm just gonna skim past that one (laughs) take up tennis (laughs) yeah oh I was shit at that as well oh I my hand-eye coordination is grim yeah, I used to spend all my time getting the tennis ball back from wherever else I'd hit it, which was not oh. a tennis court. And then my teachers hated me and they gave up. They wouldn't do it. I, I didn't want to do tennis. Yeah. Um, I was trying to think what I, what I was good at in school, actually. I was good at javelin and shot put because I played polo and I had shoulders like a fucking Russian athlete. I was just like, I could throw shit for miles. I can't really do that anymore either. So I don't know what else I would have done. Like, what else would you have done if you hadn't done horses? I wanted to be a vet, but... I can't I think of anything else I would like to have done. To do time. law. Oh, God, yeah. That'd be good. That'd mm. be all right, wouldn't Let's not think. Let's not. This could be a dangerous road. Let's not. Okay, well, let's Sharon, keep the hobbies then instead of career as well. Oh, hobbies. Hmm. Or pastimes. I, I would probably things, just... I don't know, probably just go to the gym. Yeah. I've but I don't really think like it would, like, like... Train rabbits. It wouldn't, like, properly scratch that itch, would it? Like, you know what I mean? No, nothing does. Unless you're... No. Mm-hmm. No, no, I agree. Anyway, sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead. Sharon Matheson, sell them now. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> can't really argue with that. Naomi Cloutman, don't give up. So close to it so many times. Yeah. But even when you want to give up, you can't, can you? Like, Adventures of Argy Bargy said she couldn't quite fit it into three, but pay them no mind. That's a good one. Yeah. And you know what? One I would throw in there as well is just let it go. Yes. Let it go. If you come out the ring and you've had a shit round and you're like up to 90, just let it go. It doesn't matter. Literally, it doesn't matter. I mean, like, probably none of this is real anyway. We're all in the fucking matrix. So just let it go. (laughs) (laughs) Just let it go. Like, don't. If you ride the the horse and the horse behaves like an absolute dick today, just let it go. Get down, go for a hack, do something else. Just dilute this. Just make life as path of least resistance in terms of emotional and mental stress. Yeah. So, yeah, let it go. That's a big one for me. But I, I hate using that phrase because then everybody starts waffling on about that frozen bloody bastarding film. <laughs> yeah. With that awful song. Yeah. So we're like with no reference to that at all, just let it go. 
All right, so shall we move on to Wanker of the Week? <laughs> yeah, go for it, Katie. Go on. I want to hear it. This Don't is quite long. Awesome. Um, so we go sent the lorry in because the water didn't work. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the water hasn't worked for a long time, but I think I said last time, like, I had a heebie-jeebie, and I was like, we need water for a newborn in the lorry. We must have water. 100%, um, yeah. So, rang the lorry man. Um, yeah, the lorry would go in. So, it was a f- almighty fucking chew to get the thing there, and, you know, obviously me, like, dropping Ben off, picking Ben up, all that jazz. The lorry's very slow. It was rush hour traffic. Anyway... Ben went to pick the lorry back up. And when he got back home, I said, you know, how's it? Everything okay? Ben said, yeah, you do know um, that he hasn't fixed the hot water, don't you? And it's like, no, Ben. Okay, I mean, I don't want to hear that. Yeah. I did not know that. So the guy had rung me and he'd said, "Um, did you know it was from behind? He said, do you use the shower? And I said... No, not really. Like, and he said because the no, leaks. It's like my old lorry was. If if it was working, fucking maybe. You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's hard to use it with no water for a start. But yeah, he said because the leaks coming from behind the shower. So I just wanted to know, like, can I like if I need to, can I like circumvent the shower? And I was like, yes, that's fine. Just whatever, like, it takes. Right. Okay. Great. So he fixed it, and then so Ben said to him. So it's got no hot water. And he was like, no. And ben was like, well, that's a little bit of a problem because we don't drink from the lorry. Like, you know what I mean? We're not going to drink the water. So really the only thing she wanted to do was wash with it. And yeah, it's going to be tricky. And he said, well, she didn't ever say anything about hot water. She said she wanted the water fixed, but she didn't say hot water. I say to Ben, oh, I'm sorry, what are you talking about, you weird man? Like, how was I supposed, I said to Ben, how the fuck was I supposed to know the fucking hot water wasn't working because I didn't have any cold water to come for, but, but, but there was no water to oh heat. Oh my God. So oh, no, he is an absolute cockwomble and like, I can't even. Um. So anyway, we picked the lorry up, Fucking water doesn't work. Um, I that we then had to go back the next day on Ben's birthday, that was yesterday, to pick up his car. Um, so we're driving back, and Ben, I was really tired, and Ben rang me from his car in front to tell me that he just booked a place at a cafe. And when they'd asked what his surname was, um, he said Summers. And the lady was like, oh, like Anne, and found this like hugely entertaining. Do you have Anne Summers in Ireland? No. It's like a sex shop. Yeah, I went to an Anne Summers party. Yeah, I went to an Anne Summers party once and I, I, I wasn't right for a quite long time after. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a prude. No, I'm not a prude. It was the games. You know, they make you play the games at the Anne Summers parties. Mm. I'm not a prude. Like whatever, it wasn't, the, it was nothing to do with Anne Summers. It was the things they made us do at the party. But anyway, never mind. I'm just going to end up opening another trauma wormhole and carry on. <laughs> um so yeah so he rang me to tell me this because I was like you know he was like I hope they're not expecting us to turn up in like some sort of outfit or something um and 
this is my excuse for it, okay? So that distracted me. While I was distracted, right, this guy is by the side of the road, a workman, and he went like this. Obviously, I appreciate you can't see this. Like, held his hand up. Clearly, this is, unless he's saying how he is telling me to stop with his hand, okay? I absolutely appreciate that. I was, like, tired and distracted, didn't for a second think he was telling me to stop. I just did it back to him. <laughs> Carried on driving. <laughs> high five. Virtual high five. Vehicular high five. And didn't even register for about a minute. And then I was like, oh, fuck, that's the stop sign. Not only did I not fucking stop, <laughs> But I told him to stop telling me to stop. Like, <laughs> well, you, yeah, you could have been worse, though. You, like, at least you didn't flip him the bird. Like, that would have been like, if he'd been like, hi, and you're in a really bad mood over there, you'd be like, fuck you, and flip the bird out of him. <laughs> oh my gosh. No. Yeah, oh, just, oh, oh. he was like, stop. And I'm like, no, you stop. <laughs> <laughs> If it was an international symbol for like whoa, like like horse whoa, you would have like slammed the anchors on. You would have exactly. done like a full sliding stop there. So you know, he just didn't ask the question right. Yeah, if he'd half halted me, yeah, he just didn't ask. Or like stared. Well, he thought he did. <laughs> yeah, well, no. I see your stop. But he didn't go whoa, <laughs> and I raise you a stop. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. This was, um, yeah, this was then finished off by, I mean, we don't usually eat out, so we really, like, we stacked on it yesterday. Um, we went out to Pizza Express, and there was a little sign on a table that said, no dough zone. And I said to Ben, look at that sign. Wow. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's clever. Like, for COVID, obviously, they've, like, blocked a table, you know, so people don't get too close to each other. Oh, it was like... Oh, sorry, I just went straight to gluten-free or something that's like that. So no dough, like, a... yeah. Because that's the world we live in, is you can't have fucking this and that and the other, and if you touch a fucking orange, you're going to die away. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, and oh, ben, there, yeah. Ben thought I was, like, a lunatic and was like, fuck no. me, Casey. But that's what no I did. Dough zone. But she, like, you think dough, you can't. Yeah, dough makes people, like, celiacs and, and gluten-free people and stuff like that. I would have gotten that too. That's because we have to make the fucking food. If they had to make the food, they'd be in with the food lingo and they'd be like, oh yeah, no dough. Oh wait, hang on. And you'd be like, no, it means no go. But with and then it'd be the way around. This is an equality issue. It's because they don't have to do all the hard yards in the house. Exactly. I bet so, now a, a week of having to bang out food for the family and he'd be like, no dough, yeah, no gluten-free. Yeah. See, so yeah. that was kind of like yeah. just my wankery day. Yeah. I don't, I, I, Wanker's Week, obviously we all love Wanker's Week, but the minute you have a newborn baby and I just, I don't even feel it's fair that you're putting in submissions, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. I just feel like you've got enough on your plate. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should have a separate category for you. To be honest like, as well, I've got a list, like I've got a list of this them. Week. <laughs> so what's yours? Oh, let's like typically fucking, my, my, my eyelash. My, I know an eyelash can't technically be a Wanker, but it is. <laughs> I was, I, things happened to me that don't happen to other people. And yesterday was one such example. I was minding my own business 
getting ready to go out and catch it. I wasn't doing catching horses. What was I doing? I was taking the child somewhere. Um, and I was getting horses in and I was in a rush to go. And I, I wear contact lenses and I, I brushed my right, I scratched my right eye or something. I don't know what I did to my right eye, but I scratched it. And then it felt really fucking weird. You know how, like, if you wear contact lenses, sometimes you can dislodge the lens. Yeah. And minor disposable lenses, sometimes I just have to take them out and just put a, a fresh one in because by that time of the day anyway, especially, like, I just thought that's what I'd done. And so, like, I couldn't get it to settle down. It was really hurting. So I pulled the lens out, but that would made it worse. And I was like, what the fuck? So I, I went and I had a look. And I don't even know if this is a thing. It's so ridiculous. I can't even believe it actually happened. It was as if the eyelash had somehow twisted around in its... I want to say, I don't know what the word for an eyelash hole is. Follicle? Socket? I don't know. Place where it lives? Its anchor? I don't know. Ah. And instead of, like, pointing down like an eyelash, it was now pointing up. And for love, no money, because I couldn't do anything with it. I was like, oh, well, I, but like by this point, I had like a red angry line on my eyeball from where this fucking eyelash was like harassing it. And it was horribly uncomfortable. And I couldn't think of what to do. Like it hadn't occurred to me to maybe go down to the nurse and the GP's practice and be like, can you pull this eyelash out? <laughs> so I thought I'd just do it. I didn't think of that. I thought I'll do it. So I got the tweezers and I'm trying to put, uh, FYI, pulling your eyelashes out is a very different experience from plucking your eyebrows. It really fucking hurts. Anyway, I couldn't get it because I was trying to hold my my torch on my phone so I could see the stupid eyelash. I'm trying to get it out with like a tweezer, but I needed that I had to re- recruit a child to hold the light, and he was like, "My arms are hurting," and I couldn't do it. So then I went to the next best option. And now I now I'm actually saying this out loud. I think maybe I am the one to eat, not my eyelash. I ain't got nail scissors. I was like, I can't go on with this. I'm got. I can't deal with it. <laughs> I got nail scissors. I know. How am I not blind? And I, I got the nail scissors and somehow I managed to cut the fucking thing in half, which means that it's going to come back and cause more problems because all I did was manage to cut the end off this eyelash with the nail scissors. I did have a weird experience years ago. The reason why I had the confidence to tackle this, blind confidence. And blind years, confidence years ago, is very up there. Literally blind. Yeah, literally going to go blind confidence. Years ago, I was clipping a horse and uh, you know when you clip like the, the, the bridle path or the withers or whatever? Yeah. One of the really thick spiky hairs had flipped up and it went into my eye and it got stuck in the tear duct on the lower lid of my eye. And I was riding out racehorses. I had a yard rented and I was riding out racehorses as well at the time. I didn't have fucking time or money to be going to a doctor. And I used uh, like a needle, but I didn't have a needle because I wasn't, you know, Sue Ellen fucking housekeeper back then. I used like a like a needle from a like a pen strap injection for a horse or something. Oh my god. And I got that I managed to get out. I know this is my sex so this is my second attempt at like blinding myself with a sharp implement. How does this shit happen? Like genuinely What's I wrong listened with my to this eyelash? entire story. Open mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but like I, again I just I could have just gone down to the nurse. We have a, an amazing nurse down in Quebec and he's he's called James James is amazing I could just announce James and James would have been like you know unsurprised because it's me and he just would have plucked out the eyelash with his tweezers and his fucking I don't know magnifying glass or whatever and it would have all been fine but no no the thing to do obviously is to try some home ophthalmics yourself so home hairdressing my eyelash but maybe yeah actually it's my fault 
So now I've got like, it's it's no longer spiking me in the eyeball, but it's cut in half. Which mm. is it going to grow? Is have I made it worse potentially? Anyway, I'm not doing it again. I'm going to the nurse next time. But anyway, who the fuck does that happen to? Like, for like who, why does an you? eyelash goes rogue? <laughs> yeah, seriously, I'm not okay with it. Anyway, so that's my rank for the week. I, I get mine are always really shit, and. I promise you it's gospel fucking truth. Some of the stuff that comes out of my mouth, I'm sure people are like, that is absolutely, she's making that up. Or she's had one too many disco biscuits. I swear to fucking God, it's a... I couldn't make up anything more bizarre than my life at times. Um, so we got one, we got one sent in from Liza Chartier. Um, she said she doesn't know she's nominating herself or her horse in this one, probably both equally. She has a young Clydesdale cross whose feet are much larger than her attention span. <laughs> She's also... Okay. Oh, I thought you were waving. <laughs> I thought you were telling me to stop. Oh, no, I was... <laughs> no, I wasn't telling you to stop. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. I'm oh, sorry. See, I'm nervous now. I'm <laughs> heeding got... all kinds of hand signals. Willy nilly. Yeah. Um... <laughs> It's, I should just point out it's dark in my car and I held up my hand and I've realised that all you can see was my hand. <laughs> Sorry, no, I wasn't. Karen, I wasn't. Um, fine, there's no need to woe. <laughs> but see how quick I woed there. I was woed. Lesson yeah. learned. You've been She's... trained. Trained. Oh, yeah. yeah. If only pancake was so easy. She's also a super easygoing mm. horse, so I often neglect to treat her like the uncoordinated llama that she is. One day, a while back, I was finishing some lunging and was headed out the arena. And as usual, I was letting her hang back a bit on the lead, not thinking much of it until wham, something slams into the back of me and I go down. My ADD oh. spider on roller skates of a horse has tripped over a blade of grass, gone down, headbutted me Jesus. onto my face in the dirt. By the time I realise what's happened, we are both on the ground flailing around trying to get ourselves upright. Apparently, my body didn't help stop her forward momentum. It just redirected her trajectory sideways. Limbs are everywhere. We finally both managed to get back on our feet, only to hear the howls of laughter from everyone in the ring behind us. So I did the only thing I could think of and gave them a great, grateful curtsy and laughed all the way back to the barn. And because I refused to learn from my mistakes, I still never bothered to make her walk next to me. Just again with the three words, dear God, why? <laughs> Too bad, no. <laughs> Imagine, like it's bad enough, is it, you know, between Ohio and Molly and their fucking inability to, you know, walk and chew gum at the same time. Mm. A fucking Clydesdale cross. I know. It's like getting hit by a Mack truck, like. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. but you know what? Do you think I think Clydesdales have got that face of like, oh, sorry about that. Like, they just look really kind of, they'd be really good, like, They'd be a good husband, good wouldn't they, Clydesdale? Yeah, like, oh, I don't quite know what happened there. Sorry. Um, I think my lace maybe was untied. <laughs> yeah, one minute I was up, next minute I was down. Um, <laughs> no idea. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like you couldn't even be, like, pissed off. You'd just be like, oh, sorry, like, dusting it down, dusting its feathers down. Are you, you okay? Are you all right? Are you all right? <laughs> yeah, completely. As you're, like, oh, picking your terrible. teeth out of the grapple. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I can't believe it fell, fell, like. No. Oh my God, like, poor girl. I'm glad it's it funny like, because before we started recording, we were just talking about that I nearly <laughs> fell off this morning because Ohio tripped 
going down a steep hill that he hadn't noticed because Bougie made to him um, and it totally distracted him. And Krista was talking about how Molly can't cough and walk at the same time. She can only do one or the other. No. <laughs> and so this was like, this is a really apt one. Theatrical tripping. But exactly like Krista yeah. said, like there's a whole difference of like a Connemara to a fucking Clydesdale. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Can you imagine? At least she didn't say it coming. Imagine if you saw that coming, you'd be like, <laughs> God. Slow I motion. I wonder what they're like. like. I wonder what they're, I wonder what they're like to work. Because have you seen that? I don't know. If, I mean, I probably saw it on the internet. Excuse me. Um, somebody who does dressage with Clydesdales and they're really good. I know. But they're very it. athletic horses. Like they're, yeah, I'll have to look it up and try and find it. They're very athletic horses. Like Someone I know used to have a shy across thoroughbred, and that was amazing. That was a really nice horse. Yeah. Do you know what? I tell you what, I tell you what's a fucking savage, savage horse altogether. As in savage good, not savage yeah. Rita. Um, <laughs> Cleveland Bay cross thoroughbred. Cleveland Bay, Cleveland Bay's. I mean, they're what they're really are they? They're not. They're not extinct. They're just like they're like the Suffolk's. Are they? They're like a really rare breed. Yeah. They're not fab. extinct. Yeah. And they're all they're all They've got a reputation well, so of, stud, of being stubborn, though, haven't they? Have they? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I I love Suffolk punch horses too. Like, obviously, I wouldn't have anything to do. Like, I wouldn't have a job for a Suffolk punch probably. I mean, you know, even if I had one just handy there in the garden, but. <laughs> I do love them. Well, those native breeds, they're just cool. Um, but yeah, wow. I mean, I just I wonder what they're like though, because it's like to ride and to handle and stuff. Like, are they I'm clever? Fucking or clumsy, are they bit... by the sound of things. Yeah, you know, they're clumsy. Yeah, but like, are they smart? Like, or are they a bit dim? Or like, does it depend on the horse? Are they sharp? Like, I don't have anything to do with them. Yeah, I, I've not really. Ben shoes a few. I don't know what they're like, though. He's never sort of mentioned. I've just seen them, like, when we've been at, you know, big county shows and they're there showing, and they'd be like, oh, I shoe that one. Um, yeah. They look nice, don't they? People send us in if you... Or oh, this lady, other than your horse being exceptionally yeah. clumsy, and probably... Tell us about it. What's it like? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you wouldn't want to get knocked over yes. by one. So I think we are going to leave it there, and we will talk to you next time. So send us in... If you uh, have any experience with Clydesdales, we want to hear what they're like. Maybe this is, maybe we need to start on Clydesdales. Yeah. Leave the crazy warm bloods. Maybe there's less, yeah, less hardship of the angry French, French pony. Um, Yeah, any wankers of the week as well, or any, any suggestions, hints, tips, feedback, any subjects you'd like us to cover in our own unique way? yes we love hearing from you and we will talk to you next time bye bye i always wait why did i always wave i never know why i wave